Section 10 of Radioisotopes in Medicine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Radioisotopes in Medicine by Earl W. Phelan. Therapy, Part 3. Beads, Needles, and Applicators. Radium salts were the first materials to be used for radiation treatment of cancer. Being both very expensive and very long-lived, they could not be injected but were used in temporary implants. Radium salts in powder form were packed into tiny hollow needles, about one centimeter long, which were then sealed tightly to prevent the escape of radon gas. As radium decays, half-life, 1,620 years, it becomes gaseous radon. The latter is also radioactive, so it must be prevented from escaping. These gold needles could be inserted into tumors and left there until the desired dosage had been administered. One difficulty in radium treatment was that the needles were so tiny that on numerous occasions they were lost, having been thrown out with the dressings. Then, both because of their value and their hazard, a frantic search ensued when this happened, not always ending successfully. The fact that radon, the daughter of radium, is constantly produced from its parent helped to eliminate some of this difficulty. Radium could be kept in solution, decaying constantly to yield radon. The latter, with a half-life of four days, could be sealed into gold seeds, three by 0.5 millimeters, and left in the patient without much risk, even if he failed to return for its removal at exactly the appointed time. The cost was low even if the seeds were lost. During the last 20 years, other highly radioactive sources have been developed that have been used successfully. Cobalt-60 is one popular material. Cobalt-59 can be neutron irradiated in a reactor to yield cobalt-60 with such a high specific activity that a small cylinder of it is more radioactive than the entire world's supply of radium. Cobalt-60 has been encapsulated in gold or silver needles, sometimes of special shapes for adaptation to specific tumors, such as carcinoma of the cervix. Sometimes needles have been spaced at intervals on plastic ribbon that adapts itself readily to the shape of the organ treated. Gold-198 is also an interesting isotope. Since it is chemically inert in the body, it needs no protective coating, and, as is the case with radon, its short half-life makes its use simpler, in that the time of removal is not of critical importance. Ceramic beads made of yttrium-90 oxide are a moderately new development. One very successful application of this material has been for the destruction of the pituitary gland. Cancer may be described as the runaway growth of cells. The secretions of the pituitary gland serve to stimulate cell reproduction, so it was reasoned that destruction of this gland might well slow down growth of a tumor elsewhere in the body. The trouble was that the pituitary is small and located at the base of the brain. Surgical removal had brought dramatic relief, not cure, to many patients, but the surgery itself was difficult and hazardous. Tiny yttrium-90 oxide beads, glass-like in nature, can be implanted directly in the gland with much less difficulty and risk, and do the work of destroying the gland with little damage to its surroundings. The key to the success of yttrium-90 is the fact that it is a beta emitter, and beta rays have so little penetrating power that their effect is limited to the immediate area of the implant. Teletherapy 
over two hundred teletherapy units are now in use in the united states for treatment of patients by using very high intensity sources of cobalt sixty usually or cesium one thirty seven units carrying sources with intensities of more than a thousand curies are common since a curie is the amount of radioactivity in a gram of radium that is in equilibrium with its decay products a one thousand curie source is comparable to two pounds of pure radium neglecting for the moment the scarcity and enormous cost of that much radium millions of dollars we have to consider that it would be large in volume and consequently difficult to apply radiation from such a quantity cannot be focused consequently either much of it will fall upon healthy tissue surrounding the cancer or much of it will be wasted if a narrow passage through the shield is aimed at the tumor in contrast a tiny cobalt source produces just as much radiation and more if it can be brought to bear upon the exact spot to be treated most interesting of all is the principle by which internal cancers can be treated with a minimum of damage to the skin deep x irradiation has always been the approved treatment for deep-lying cancers but until recently this required very cumbersome units with the modern rotation device shown in the diagram a very narrow beam is aimed at the patient while the source is mounted upon a carrier that revolves completely around him the patient is positioned carefully so that the lesion to be treated is exactly at the centre of the circular path of the carrier the result is that the beam strikes its internal target during the entire circular orbit but the same amount of radiation is spread out over a belt of skin and tissue all the way around the patient the damage to any one skin cell is minimized the advantage of this device over an earlier device in which the patient was revolved in a stationary beam is that the mechanical equipment is much simpler conclusions in summary then we may say that radioisotopes play an important role in medicine for the diagnostician small harmless quantities of many isotopes serve as tools to aid him in gaining information about normal and abnormal life processes the usefulness of this information depends upon his ingenuity in devising questions to be answered apparatus to measure the results and explanations for the results for therapeutic uses on the other hand the important thing to remember is that radiation damages many kinds of cells especially while they are in the process of division reproduction cancer cells are self-reproducing cells but do so in an uncontrolled manner hence cancer cells are particularly vulnerable to radiation this treatment requires potent sources and correspondingly increases the hazards of use in all cases the use of these potentially hazardous materials belongs under the supervision of the u s atomic energy commission licenses are issued by the commission after investigation of the training ability and facilities possessed by prospective users of dangerous quantities at regular intervals courses are given to train individuals in the techniques necessary for safe handling and graduates of these courses are now located in laboratories all over the country the future of this field cannot be predicted with certainty research in hundreds of laboratories is continuing to add to our knowledge through new apparatus new techniques and new experiments 
necessarily the number of totally new fields is becoming smaller but most certainly the number of cases using procedures already established is bound to increase we foresee steady improvement and growth in all uses of radioisotopes in medicine end of section ten